0: What is up, my language learning masters. And welcome to Natural Languages and specifically to the Language Input Podcast. And today I'm back with a new solo episode in which as usual I'm just I'm just gonna answer you know questions that I get from from subscribers, from followers and but also questions that I read in different social media platforms and you know forums and so on <clears throat> around the, the language learning or language acquisition process you know different different types of questions that people ask themselves and you know to sort of help you understand how the process actually works to help you understand that we can all learn any language when during the process <clears throat> And I've talked about it multiple times, but I'll continue to do so because I truly believe in it all right and with that being said let me let me tell you the the topic of today's episode. Let me tell you the question, and right after the intro, we'll get into the episode. So the question is how to learn quote unquote less popular languages, okay. So yeah, let's let's get right into the intro and and let's start the episode. All right. So yeah, that's the question how to learn quote unquote less popular languages, because again, if you want to learn English or French or Spanish, some of the most popular languages. Around the world, <clears throat> it's always going to be easier for you to find resources, to find people who, to find teachers uh, as well. And, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was an interesting question because, you know, if you're interested in learning languages that are not so popular, that it's a little bit hard to find content on. I I thought it was interesting to to talk about this, to talk about how I would go about it, because yeah, I'm 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 focusing mostly on European languages right now as a language student myself. I mean, and for the most part, you know, it's relatively easy to find content for those languages, you know, especially I don't know German or Russian that I'm focusing on right now. I don't have any issues with it, but if you're trying to learn other less popular languages, it might be a struggle to find the content or people who are willing to help you with it or language teachers even, right? And to to get things started, I'd say that the first thing I do is I'll check and and, and see if there's any projects on, on that specific language already because just to give you an example, there's some YouTube channels on learning Norwegian, for example. Or there's, um, you know, my friend Brian from South Africa, he teaches Zulu on on his YouTube channel. So, you know, those probably fit the definition of a less popular language. And, you know, you might be interested in learning those languages. I might think you're not going to find resources for it, but there, there are indeed resources for those languages. So... The first thing I do is just do some research on YouTube or online on whether there's any project focus on that specific a lang- specific language that that you want to learn because you might be surprised and, and find some some content on it, some project that's based on that specific language so that's the first thing I'll do I do um, after that if if I'm unable to find any Any project on, on the quote unquote less popular language that I want to learn. I, I try to find a language teacher for that language as well, but obviously, when I'm talking about finding resources or content for that language, and now about finding a language teacher for that specific language, you're probably going to find resources and language teachers that focus on the traditional grammar approach. Those are easier to find, but, as as you can probably expect, you don't want to do that, right? I mean that that's what I'm gonna tell you. You don't want to do that because that's just not the way the language mechanism works. Okay, and you know if if you haven't listened to it, you know here on my podcast I have specific episodes on the topic, you know, on why learning grammar is not necessary, or even why I think that not only is not is it not necessary, but it might, it might actually be kind of productive as well. But like I said, you, you know, you have those specific, specific episodes on, on my podcast. So, you know, go check them out if, if you're interested in the topic, but you know, to sum things up here, I'm going to talk about content, resources, and now with teachers that use comprehensible input, right? That, that focus on, On the message, on the topic itself, because that's, that's the way it works, you know, that's the way the language mechanism works, you know. Comprehensible input is the key to the entire process, and we learn the language by listening and reading, and speaking and writing, so our output will eventually show up later on as a consequence. Right? So that's, that's really important to understand. But like I said, you have specific episodes on, on these topics, so. I just wanted to mention that because it's really important. Um, yeah, so b- b- back to the episode. So right after trying to find YouTube channels or things like that for the specific language that you want to learn, if you can't, I try to find language teachers. You know, somehow because sometimes there are like school language teachers that, or, or even even. You know language teachers for adults who are teaching their the native language you know the quote unquote less popular language that you want to learn in this case, but they just haven 't started the project or they 're not creating content for YouTube or videos and things like that right so you just might reach out to them and, and ask them if they 're interested in 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 teaching the language right to to adults online or you know whatever the setting. But that, those are the like the two things that I that I do first. You know, look for content, look for projects around the language, and and even language teacher who, even though they they might not be creating content for the language yet, you know, they might be interested in teaching you the language. So those are the two, the first two things I do. And even if it's still, you can find any project or any teacher who uses comprehensible input for the language that you want to learn, and you find it complicated. Because, again, you know, when when you're dealing with less popular languages, for the most part, they're probably not related to your language, uh, to your native language, or to the languages that you already speak, because, I mean, in my personal case, I'm a native Spanish speaker. So, you know, the language that I already speak, being... You know, Italian, Portuguese, French, English. Those are popular languages and somewhat related languages to my own native language, right? So, even if, if I wouldn't be able to find, uh, resources on, on those languages, which I am, because, you know, they're popular, but even if I wouldn't, if I, I wouldn't be able to find specific resources for language students, because of the similarities between languages, I might be get. A, I might you know I might be able to get away with just you know watching cartoons and reading comic reading comic books like really simple things that, that are not really meant for language students, but are simple enough for me to understand. But if you want to learn, I don't know Sulu, the example that I just talked about with my friend Brian, you know. It, If you're starting from scratch, even the most simple resource is not going to be comprehensible. So that's not going to help. You know, again, comprehensible input is the key to the entire process. So we always have to keep that in mind. So the the quote-unquote problem is, you know, if you're starting from scratch with the less popular language, you're going to need help from someone, from a teacher, from from a project that creates specific videos for students, Right. So, like I said, those are the two things i do first, you know, and even if you can't find anything or anybody, I was thinking about it. And the the next thing you can do is actually try to find or get in contact with someone from that country. You know, in in this example, you know, I'll use Sulu as as the example for the whole episode. Let's imagine that there's no project for it. Right. So. What I do is I, I reach out to, you know, native Sulu speakers from South Africa, right? And, you know, try to work out any sort of language exchange, right? Or any, any, tra- any sort of se- setting that works for you, all right? Like language exchange or tell them to teach the language, whatever it is. But... First of all, you sort of educate them on comprehensible input and how, how the language is, how how the language acquisition process works because, you know, we adults, uh, we're, we're, we're all used to the traditional grammar approach. So if you tell someone to help you learn their language, the first thing they're going to think about is, you know, so here's the grammar, here's the vocabulary and things like that. So, and again, that's not going to help you. So you probably need to do some... <laughs> Convincing work, right? But I think once you you explain to them, like this is the way it works. This is the way it's always worked. The the, the way it, it will always work. That's the way we all acquire our native language. And again, you can even refer them to my podcast, or or even you know, mm, send them to me. I, I'll be more than happy to. To, to tell them about, you know, comprehensible input theories and language acquisition theories and, and try to help them or try to train them in language teaching even, right? Because once you have someone from that country that is going to help you and that is convinced by I was going to say this idea of language teaching, but it's, it's not an idea of a theory that we're just coming up with. It's just the way we all acquire native language, the way the language mechanism works. Okay. So once that's done, you know, you can meet regularly or, you know, as often as, as you'd like with that person and whatever the setting, like I said, whether that's the language exchange or just pure teaching, you can start out with simple things as you know just describing pictures right you just get on some call and when it's his or her turn he or she is gonna you know just put up a, a picture and tell you what what there is in the picture you know it's here there's a man or a woman you know here there's an animal what animal is this is this a dog you know it's it's a dog and uh, you know the dog is, is red and you know just the the most simple things that, that you can think of. You know, and, and, you know, if, if you're working out, A, a language exchange setting, same thing for you as the language teacher of the other person. You know? Again, if, if, um, if you're a native English speaker, for example, or a native French speaker or Spanish speaker, and the other person is interested in learning your language, it's probably going to be easier for you as a teacher to teach them your language. So you, you don't even need to go as, as simple as describing pictures, like I said, you know, you can even create stories and talk about more complex topics. But when it comes to what's going to help you learn the language that the quote unquote less popular language that you want to learn is those little things that I talked about. You know, once you reach out to someone, you tell them about comprehensible input and so on. You know, you can work out that idea that that I that I just mentioned. You know, just describing pictures or really simple things like that, and you know, that's gonna give you the basics. You're gonna start getting exposed to the language in a comprehensible way, and and in a way in a setting that that's not forcing you to to actually communicate in the language because that's obviously impossible. You know. Uh, it, it's impossible until we've we've been exposed for a long time, right? And we're um, assuming a situation in which you're starting from scratch. So, you know, that's going to be a non-factor. So someone, having someone walk you through, you know, the initial steps with simple activities like describing pictures, like I said, it's really going to help you. It's really going to help you get start, um, get started with exposure to the language. You're going to start understanding the basics. And later on down the road, you're going to have the foundation to be able to understand simple resources like cartoons or comic books, like I said. And you'll get to a point in which you don't really need that second person to help you out. And that, you know, you can focus on on getting exposed to the language yourself with other resources that you don't need the second person for, right? And again, once you get to the point, uh, here on the podcast, I also have episodes for you know specific resources for language beginners and, other, and for language intermediates, and you know so you can find them in the podcast for more ideas. But that's that's what I do when it comes to learning a quote-unquote less popular language. Because, you know, it's obviously going to be harder to find resources and language teachers for those languages. But, you know, there's more and more um, projects recently. And like I said, even for for languages that you wouldn't expect, like the ones I just mentioned, and I'm sure other languages as well. So do some research on it and you know if you can find any project and you know try with language teachers and still if you can find anyone who's um familiar with comprehensible input and language acquisition theories or you know you can find anyone who's willing to actually help you in that in that regard again reach out to someone from from those countries um you know Whose native language is the language that you want to learn and, you know, educate them on, on these theories, like I said, and like I said, refer them to my podcast and that, you know, that's, that'd be awesome for me as well, but I'll be more than happy to help them out. So I help you out in eventually, right? And even send them to me. Like I said, I'll be, I'll be happy to, to train people for other languages and to tell them about, comprehensible input about the way the actual language mechanism works and the way we can all any language wanja in the process, like Mo was saying. So yeah that's that's what I do. And yeah. So that's that's it for today. And I really hope you enjoyed it, my dear language learning masters. And as usual (coughs) sorry, as usual any question, any comment on today's episode, um, you know, uh, any specific questions on language learning that that you want me to talk about in in a future episode, you know, again, I'll be more than happy to help you out because I'll I'll keep creating episodes around questions that I get or around questions that I read online and, of course, also the, the language interviews. But any any question you may have Is more than welcome You'll be giving me ideas Like I said I'll be happy to help you out And Yeah So we all win (laughs) And yeah So thank you Again for For listening to this episode Till the end I really appreciate it And hope that was helpful Like I said And yeah I'll 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 hear you In the next one Alright So thank you My dear language learning master And